Hello, welcome again to the Northern Monkeys football show, later than usual, because that's Wayne's fault. Wayne isn't here, we have a replacement, we will come on to that. Um, we have Nuttall with his new set of shirts behind him, and Ian Hendon, obviously. Yeah, I figured I'm going to change these weekly, I've decided now. I'll go for whichever one I want. Just so that's you know fun. as well, because we're so delayed and we're so late at night, I've got takeaway like um i'm no fielding on uh big fat quiz at year so i'm gonna <laughs> sit here i am gonna eat it it's not the first time um, no he's gonna eat your takeaway and drink a beer uh, and we have a replacement for not all for wayne sorry and odin because they can't go there we have a debutante uh mr wainwright has joined us thank you for joining us today hi lads thanks for having me are you excited uh, a little bit, yeah. It's my second <laughs> appearance, technically, isn't it? I was once a uh, substitute for a five-year-old girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a bit of a step up, actually, being a replacement for it. Or is it a step down? In, in respect of a five-year-old girl, it's definitely a step down. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is a former a former Hollyoaks star, though. It's worth <laughs> mentioning. So is this a step up or a step down from Hollyoaks? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a sideways move. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what you're in Hendon picture. Is the in Hendon picture a permanent fixture in your kitchen now, or is that just up and down when we're at show? It's not a permanent fixture. It's only up with blue tack, but I haven't taken it down since last week's show. I've got to be honest. <laughs> that's my sort of DIY, that sticking things up with blue tack. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Right, so we talk about some football stuff. We've got transfer deadline day to cover. Uh, we'll talk about some football the weekend that was worth talking about. Uh, and then we've got the international break coming up. So we'll mention England squad and England stuff. Um, all right, that's all. You're just laughing to you. So you're laughing because you're eating takeaway while doing podcast again? Yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, start with Arsenal because it's funny. Um We've t- talked about not Arsenal a lot, but they lost final weekend, Wayne Wright, um, and their transfer business. They spent the most amount of money in, in England, um, and they're not stronger. Uh, what are your thoughts in Arsenal's start to the season, bottom of the league after three games? Yeah, it's poor. Uh, I mean, you look at the teams that they lost to, uh, City, Chelsea, and you think we probably wouldn't fancy them against those sides anyway, but then it's the manner in which they've done it. Uh, they've been really, really poor. They don't look like... Uh, like they know what their style of play is or, or what they're trying to do. I think it's all right to take defeats um, when you can see what it is that they're trying to do. Are they building from the back? Are they going long? Are they becoming a more physical team? I think at the minute we just we just don't know who Arsenal are. And I think the players that they signed as well, uh, they, they don't know what they've bought into exactly. Uh, what I would say is that although the transfer business is pretty random I, I would say uh, I did see a stat that they've actually signed six players all under the age of 23 and when you look at the squad that's a mess and you think they've got some real rebuilding to do um, actually is there a little bit of a strategy there or am I giving them a bit more credit than, than what they deserve I think you well I think you're giving too that's much right. credit but time, time will tell on that to be fair they're building um, for the future but they, they feel like they have been for a long long time and it's never cut where's when it's future cut. I can remember him having Fabregas and Van Persie coming through and like so Abu Diaby and Ibuway and they were building for the future, but then that future never came, did it? So the difference is they're spending loads of money on the whereas those players, a lot of them came through youth academy or didn't spend much money on them. Now spend hundred and fifty million pounds on other people's youth players. That's the difference. 
are, are they going to be better than Arsenal use players? That's the question, really, isn't it? I think they've lost plot, me. It's like <laughs> Bellerin is probably one of the more experienced heads from a top-level point of view at their club, and they just let him go to Real Betis. Who, who, who plays right back for them now? Yeah, I don't and think they have do they? No. It's stupid. Oh, and even... And that, even Japanese guys are ripless, aren't they? Oh, I yeah, because that sounds like it's going to go right well. It, I bet you he's gone in 12 months. Won't surprise me. But it's like... It's little things like Reese Nelson, right? They've got a young lad there. He's gone out and done very well in Germany. And I know they're playing instead of him. They've got this, mm. I can't remember, ball bag or whatever it were that played up front in first game against <laughs> Brentford. The Balogun. Yeah, that's him. They've got somebody that's been there and done it in Germany. He's scored a lot of goals. Mm. Why, why are they not trying to bring somebody like that through? I don't know. Didn't he get about six goals in 24 appearances? I don't know. I did all right. It did rave reviews. Stats and like that. Rave reviews. Had a great couple of games, and I, and I think that's Arsenal players, isn't it? Um, mm. You know, we, we we see them, and I hate to use this term, but they burst onto the scene, and and they do. Um, Smith Rowe was another one, and I do think there is a player in there. But when he first started playing, it was like, oh, it's fantastic, and and he's he's the answer. Um, and then he's gone a little bit quiet now, signed the new deal, got a fancy shirt number. He's not just a squad player anymore. And they sort of just just drift away, don't they? They do, yeah. Um, it's been such a try. 149 million they've spent according to the transfer market. On nothing uh, as well. On nothing. Yeah. Ben White, Martin Odegaard, Alan Ramsdale, uh, Tommy Ashu was the right back, Lukango for Mandelect, Tavares, and Balogun. Well, he's been promoted from the youth team. Um, Wayne actually didn't know their identity at all. What it, I didn't watch the game on Saturday, Alabama. I was at the Rotherham game, so I didn't see the game. I've seen highlights. What if you were to, if somebody, I'm gonna ask you now, what is Arsenal's style? If you were to pinpoint what Arsenal are trying to do now this season in terms of playing style and identity, if you've got any idea, no, they haven't got one, have they? They, they didn't have one against Brentford on opening day. Now, nah, like, like Wayne Wright said, against Chelsea and against. Man City, you can forgive them for getting overrun. They didn't have a they didn't have a plan against Brentford. Newly promoted team. The, the I think feel like they try to knock ball about, but they're not good enough to do it. Mm. And they don't have a plan and pre- they're not like they don't press. They don't sit behind ball and try and catch and counter. They're not they've got they've got nothing. I don't understand. I really don't understand what they're doing or what they're it's trying. They've always had that as well, isn't it? You know, they've, they've, they've been a very good passing team, even when. Uh, when they weren't good enough necessarily for the top four or top three, two, uh, they they always had that nice style of play football. They, they they would pass the ball into the goal, and and now it's like, all right, then what what have you got left? You still you still crap at the back, <laughs> you know. You've got no midfield general. Xhaka is a joke, uh, and then even even uh, Alba and Lacazette in in recent times, Alba particularly, like, what, you know, does he want to be there? I can't see why it would is because he's the only player of any real class left at yeah. Arsenal. Mm. And I think if they'd have got the right offer, you know, I think I think they'd have got rid of him. I know yeah, Barclays well, were yeah. interested, weren't they? But they've they've not got really the cash to to maybe pay his wages or buy him or whatever. That's a whole different situation, isn't it? And they finally got rid of William. They've got rid of David Louise. Xhaka should have gone. I think Roma was interested. Um, and then you see, all right, we, we, there's a bit of dead wood there that we're that we're getting rid of. 
um, and then bring in these these young players. And all right, you know, like you said, they spent the the most money in the Premier League, and they, they might not work. But then you can you can sort of then start to forgive and think, right, there's a project here. But really, it just all looks a bit sporadic, and we'll we'll sign someone to keep fans quiet for a little bit. And it's a real mess, a, a proper mess. And and they've they've just not kicked on over there since Arsene Wenger left. Well, you think about William. Don't get me wrong, it's not worked. They had an idea there. I've seen that they promised him um, Champions League. <laughs> don't help me. Champions League like winner or something like that. We in three years. Yeah. Silly. But um, you think about, all right, we're going to let William go. He's on crazy wages. And by the way, I'll give kudos to William for ripping up his contract that he were on to go back home because not many players would do that. They'd sit no, that's how desperately you want to get out. Well, exactly. <laughs> but that speaks volumes of what's going on at Arsenal, doesn't it? But in my mind, what they've got or what they had in on the books were a ready-made, ready-made replacement in Joe Willock. Look at what I did at Newcastle at the back end of last season. They were brilliant and they've let him go. I'm amazed. They're one of the only youngsters that has shown any promise at Arsenal. Yeah. And they've let him go for, for not a lot of money, really. Yeah. Well, that's it. I, I, after what he did at the last season, I thought, all right, I might not start for Arsenal, but they're going to keep him. I'd keep him around squad. In any, mm-hmm. Almost any team in that league, you'd keep him around is part of the club, is done for you a system. It doesn't make any sense. It's just mad. It's not just um, this, this summer, though, if you look at no. the fact they've bought um, Ramsdale as a long-term replacement to Leno, but they let Martinez go last summer, who is arguably a better keeper anyway. Well, they've had for like 10 years. Yeah, so there's no... I don't know, there seems to be no real long-term plan at Arsenal. Although I know they bought a lot of youngsters. I think everybody, everybody buys young, don't they, to try and... Mm increase resale value but they've spent a lot of money and i don't know if these players are really going to turn out how they want them to they're in danger of, be- of actually being in a relegation battle because the squad is not good if, if abamiyang and lacazette are out for any length of time this season they are in trouble because i think they're the only ones that can lift them up lift them up table a bit hmm. how how close would you say that Arteta is to his job being in danger? Right, their next three fixtures are for me potentially key. You've got Norwich at home, Burnley away, and the end of September at home to Spurs. So if they don't win any of those, let's say for argument's sake they don't win any of those games, pick up a point or two. How close Arteta will be the sack? Because that with players it's got that's still a fucking disaster. Yeah, you're only one game away from the sack, I think. In uh, in, in football, especially at a, a club like Arsenal. Um, what I would say is that, you know, we've just been talking about transfers for five minutes. They, they have backed the manager. And if there's something going on behind closed doors about, you know, we can't see it, but there is some sort of project, then maybe this 149 million, did you say, is is, is going to get Arteta the squad that he's after. Um you can see some players in there that that have got potential. Odegaard, you know, he's he's been on uh, on everybody's radar for a long, long time, and um, you you would think that he's maybe got a little bit of a platform here at, uh, at Arsenal to to be that star, which I think he probably wasn't at his previous clubs, um, and, and maybe kick on. But um, yeah, a couple it's of bad all, results. It's all big if so, in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and a couple of bad results in those games. Say if they go and lose three nil to. Um, you know, someone that, that they would be favoured against, then and maybe Arteta will go. Do the do the owners really care that much though? Are, are they going to well, push him out the door? For, for me, if they don't beat Norwich, 
<laughs> they've got to be questioning that's things. Uh oh. Yeah, that's that is in this situation. It's ridiculous to say after four games, it's a must win. Well, it'd be classic, uh, like uh, Arsenal, you know, it'd be classic then for to go and win four nil that game. And yeah, like they did West Brom, and they, you know, uh, all right, West Brom was in the cup, but they, they go on paper over the cracks. The Albro will get hat trick, and, and everybody will be happy again. Then they'll go to, to Spurs and lose one nil, and show no bottle, and it's it, it's same old Arsenal. Mm. Yeah, I keep it close on it because it gets funnier week on week uh, <laughs> down at the Emirates. I, I um, just can't see him losing or not winning that game against Norwich. I can't. Mm. You can see a bit of a classy performance though, as well. Not just uh, yeah, yeah. Like don't said, don't Norwich Arsenal suit them though. The way the way Norwich plays sort of suits it. It suits previous Arsenals. I said I, I'm just going off what how they played it past Norwich. Yeah. Don't put up much of a fight against. Arsenal would used to be what would now be a, a bad day for Man City. Are they that anymore? I don't know. So, is it Hanley at the back? <laughs> yeah, he's still playing there. Well, <laughs> I, I fancy Albert to have a good time against him. Oh. <laughs> um, moving on, we'll come back to some transfer business in a minute. But one key moment of the weekend from the Liverpool Chelsea game, which we're going to mention, finish one one. Um, the red card and penalty from well. Handball by Reese James on the line with a little more Salah penalty. I know Nuttall's views, but which we'll come to in a minute. Wainwright, red card penalty. Uh, what are your thoughts? Was it was it a red card and penalty? Channeling my inner Wayne. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think he would be siding with the referee. Uh, the, he sort of puts his hand out, and I think in the, the latest rules, Premier League rules, that, that is a, a denying of a goal scoring opportunity and is a straight red card. Um, in really quick time when it happened, I, I thought it was harsh. Uh, looking back on it, may, maybe it was, but uh, sorry, I know I'm sat right on the fence with this. Uh, <laughs> I, I could have seen it go either way. And, and I think they do. I think you'll see one next week and and it probably it, it will go the other way. And that, I think that's that's fans' frustration, isn't it, that we, we don't see any consistency with this. So I think is as long as that's the rule and, and referees are going to stick to it, Fine, I'll have it every day of the week. Red card penalty. That's all we've we've talked about it for me, but uh, if, if I wiggle it out, it's the, by the letter law. It's well, it's obviously a penalty, uh, and by the letter of the law, it is a red card. There were quite a lot of uproar on Twitter and Facebook and I, everywhere I else. I understand uproar me. It's no. if it if it had stood still when the ball hit him, I could have seen the argument, but it didn't. It literally his movement of his arm like that moved ball away from line. So it were it were not much, but I don't see I it can argue it personally. A lot of people criticizing Anthony Taylor looking going over to the VAR monitor, which I don't know why he was told to go look at it. Well, I don't know why, sorry, yeah, I didn't see it. Uh but a lot of people criticizing the fact that he just looked at the still and walked away. When right for me he's looked at the information in his look at and he's he's he's, he's trying to do it quickly, he's trying to get on with the game. I don't yeah. understand the criticism to, to Taylor in that point. Yeah, and I can accept that as well. Just watching a penalty decision earlier on with um, Portugal and, and Ireland, and it went on forever. And mm. that, that's not football, is it? That's not what we, what we want to see. Uh, the referee looking at a screen for, you know, I think that were three, four minutes plus in in the Portugal game. It's not it's not fun. You know, the the fans are there in the stadium, not knowing what's going on. And all right, when you see the highlights on match a day, it might be really quick. And uh, but mm. when you're there at the game. You want the decision. I think even if you're on the, you know, the, the the receiving end of it, you want it, and then you move on and you get on with it. 
Um, yeah, as you say, Lexi, I think he saw the information, uh, knows the rules, obviously, and, and gave the decision. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on the game? It was that obvious well, for me. That's why he's giving it that quickly. It were, I, know, I, know, mm. I know people say it's harsh because his hand is by his side, but it were, it were obvious. Don't need time to make a decision on it because it's in front of his face. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, thoughts on the game? Not all one-one. Uh, the game sort of ru- the red game was sort of ruined by the red card, but it was red card, so that doesn't really matter. But you can't take too much from it because of that. If that's what, if you saw what I mean, it wasn't. It didn't end up being eleven v eleven. We didn't see what Chelsea made of. Couldn't really see what Liverpool are made of. But one-one. no, it, did, it killed the game a bit in a, in terms of a contest because uh, Chelsea didn't really ever go after that. They just sat in, didn't they? And tried to take the the points out of the game or a point. Uh, tried to take a point out of the game, so. They could have won it on break as well uh, towards end, but as a contest, it were pretty dull after the red card. Really good first half as well, so it was disappointing that that happened, really. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Wainwright, just before we move on to transfers, what are your thoughts on the on the, trans, on the Premier League title? We've talked about two of the key contenders there playing each other. It's a really exciting, tra- a, a, a shaping up to be a really exciting title race, so there is four genuine teams in there at the minute. Yeah, and... Uh... Not to throw them in the mix, but uh, Spurs have started really well as well. well. Yeah. They're, they're, they're winning um, ugly, uh, I, I would say. I, I wouldn't say they've set the world alight yet, but at the same time, they've beaten some pretty decent teams. I think uh, I think it'd be more interesting this year. Uh, Chelsea have joined the race. Um, and, you know, we, we say we might not be able to take too much from, from the 1-1 draw, but they got a point out of that game playing 45 minutes with, with 10 men. And, and personally, I, I think that's pretty impressive against a, uh, a Liverpool attacking line, which, um, or, or I, you know, some key personnel missing out of there, but still pretty decent. Um, and and, and as, as Dan says, you know, maybe they could have won uh, on, on the break. So, yeah, I, I fancy Chelsea, maybe not to win it, uh, but to be right up there. Mm. Yeah, great sign. Um, one... Not spanner, but one tool into the into the Premier League title race. Not all is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he has returned to Manchester United for well twenty million in total, but the wages take it up to a ridiculous amount of money. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Are you excited? Are you just sort of what, uh, go on? I heard Trevor Sinclair talking earlier. He's taking a bit of a pacing on. Uh, Twitter because uh, he, he made a pretty different remark about five days ago. But I did listen to what he said earlier and I completely agree with what he said. It would have been a much better signing for Man City than it is for Man U mm. in that they create chances at will and don't have anybody to put them away. Whereas Man U don't create as many. Um, but they're, they're, it's not like they're missing loads either. They're relatively clinical. So, listen... Cristiano Ronaldo is going to improve any team that he comes into. And I do think it will push him closer towards title, but I think they needed an only midfielder a lot more than they needed Ronaldo. You think it was a little bit they didn't want to lose face? It, it, a little, it a little bit. And for the money. And for City. I, know, I know we're talking about wages, but it seems to pale into insignificance for him, what they're paying him weekly. For £20 million, even if you get two years out of him, it's a bit of a bargain. So mm. I'm not surprised they've they've taken it on. It's a business as well, isn't it? Imagine the uh, revenue that that will that will generate. Um, even if he doesn't have the two years that he wants to have, 
Um, they could not... do nothing for two years, but it'll yeah, still make yeah. them money. So, because we'll... yeah. yeah. How how different do when I think a lot of Man U fans, like a lot of football fans, when they get a former player back, they're looking to be that player to be exactly the same as he was. Ronaldo isn't that player anymore, is he? Wayne, right? He's not going to go bombing down wing and take six players on. Is more. He is much more of a box player. If he comes yeah. outside of twenty-five yards of the, of the goal, it's probably a goal kick or a, or a kickoff. Yeah, he's a very different player. Uh, I look at the uh, two of my favourite Manchester United goals, uh, Cristiano goals, uh, the one against Porto uh, and the one against Portsmouth as well. Just you know, uh, power like he's, mm. he's must be forty yards out of the pair of them, uh, and and he absolutely uh, break breaks the net. He, he was a different player. He was a winger, uh, you know, and as you say now, he play, plays in the box. Um, I, I do think he would have had more luck at, at Manchester City in terms of being that that player to be on the end of crosses. Um, but I, I still think he'll, he'll do really well at, at Manchester United. Um, I, I think. Um, I think Manchester United fans will be really pleased he's back, obviously. Uh, and, and I think he will have a good season. Whether he will reach the heights of previous teams, probably not. He peaked at, at Real Madrid. Has he even, you know, I'm sure he's had a very good time at Juve, but, but has he produced the same quality that he was at Real Madrid? Probably not. He's, he's on a decline now. Uh, but his decline compared to, say, the decline of... Uh, on a Rooney when he, he, he pissed off to uh, the MLS very very different um, they, they've still got a very good player there mm. yeah I agree completely um, two points more two points more I've got on Ronaldo uh, the number seven shirt not all does it does, does it matter I don't care good I think it's a little bit if 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 Manu have sold Daniel James just to vacate 21 for Cavani <laughs> just to vacate seven for Ronaldo it's a bit extreme I don't really care what number he wears. The thing is, with Ronaldo, he's a brand. CR Seven's a brand in it, so yeah, uh, they've. I suppose they've got to do what they can to maximise revenue because what I was just said, it's a business and they're trying to make money. And sounds daft. They will sell more shirts with the Man Seven on the back. Yeah, yeah they, they will. would. <laughs> yeah, they definitely would. Um, and the final point I have on this one is the pressure is now on Solskjaer not all. If Solskjaer doesn't start producing trophy, trophies this season. Uh, what right has he got to stay in the job? Because he's got some very, very, very good attacking players. You'd assume they're his attacking players that he's wanted to bring in. And now he's got one of the greatest players of all time. If he doesn't pick up at least a trophy, what is he doing in that job? Well, you know, I'm not a big Solskjaer fan anyway. I don't think he's tactically anywhere near good enough to beat a club like Man U. They've, they've had a good window, not perfect, because I don't think they've got the old midfield they need, while well, Fred or Matic is playing. It's not going to be ideal. Um, but they needed centre-half. They've got Varane. I don't really know if they needed Sancho, but in the days, statistically one of the best attacking wide players in Europe and, and obviously bringing Ronaldo in. There's no excuse in terms of personnel. So, if they don't... if I don't think they'll get rid of him, though. I'll be honest, I don't I don't think he has to win a trophy. I don't think they'll get rid of him anyway. Do you think he will win a trophy? Like you know, if you were the just League Cup count, it could, it could easily win League. Yeah, it could easily just win yeah. League Cup, couldn't they? And but that is that enough for somebody like Man U with with what they've done? I know. I'm just looking at Man City and Chelsea, and I think, uh, and even Liverpool. And yeah, they've got there's three cracking managers there in Pep, Klopp, and uh, and Tuchel. But 
I'd still take their squads over Man United's squad. Mm. So then what yeah. What right has he got to go and win a trophy? That's a good counter-argument. He's not practically as good as, as any of those three. So yeah, they, they, I think they, I think Man U have got there's plenty of attacking options, but they've certainly not got the most complete squad. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not they're, they're eleven. Says they're eleven is, is strong. I would suggest. Yeah. Yeah. Is. But is it as strong as everybody else's? Uh, possibly not. But then it, it, the names behind it puts pressure on it. Whether whether it should or shouldn't, the names he has on that pitch instantly puts pressure on him. Bruno well, Fernandez, like, Ronaldo, it's like Sancho. Pog, it's like Pogba. Pogba. Isn't it? Because for me, Pogba's he's turning. He turned into Pogba. Manuel's Pogba the other night against Wolves. Mm. It wasn't Francis Pogba like he has been for the first two games of the season. And it depends if somebody like that that's supposed to be a linchpin at side, if he's not putting in performances regular enough to go his reputation that he somehow got. I don't know how he's got it, to be honest. But it's, <laughs> that that's part of the problem is what you're saying, isn't it? There is more is expected mm. of these players. But... Yeah. They're the Galacticos, aren't they? Almost, a yeah, a little bit, yeah. They've gone, they've gone and signed the big names. Mm. Um, but they're not playing at Spanish league where there's two teams. Yeah, whereas, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the, the other teams, uh, I look to City that that buy a player and he might not come in first season. Um, you know, that play play off the bench or play twenty odd games, and then the second season he has a great year, and he's probably not on the wages that Paul Pogba or Sancho or anybody else is on, and they do it time and time again, don't they? Whereas Man United, I, I think uh, it, it probably comes with the status of the club; they have to go and buy the big players, but then those players have to return the favour and they have to perform week in week mm. out. Mm. Yeah, that's all enough start to be fair. A um, couple of draws and an, an unconvincing win, but solid enough start for them. Uh, all the Champions League coming up soon. Um, let's go into other transfer news. Not all mentioned Dan James going to Leeds oh, two years too late. Um, it's difficult to know where, right? Because Leeds sign, have signed some shit players and they turn out to be all right under Bielsa. I'm not a massive fan of Dan James. He's got his attributes that are good. Uh, how do you think he'll fit in with Leeds? And if you can upset Odin as much as possible, that'd be really appreciated. <laughs> oh, I might have to change my answer then because <laughs> he's, he's quick, he's high energy. I think he probably does fit uh, Bielsa's uh, system. You know what what he's doing there. Uh, whether he's got the quality or not, I don't know. I don't think we've seen enough of him really mm. at Man United. He has had some good games, and he has had games where he's come off at half time because he's done no. But that probably is a, a the sign of a a, a mid Premier League to, uh, you know side. I, I there think, we go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're uh, over idiot here as well. Yeah, what well, bottom to mid Premier League side? <laughs> uh, I, I I think I think you'll do all right there. Uh, Bielsa's has obviously been, or someone at Leeds has obviously been uh, monitoring him uh, throughout his time at Manchester United, and think that there's still that player in there that they saw those couple of years ago. So, um, I, listen, I, I think I think he'll do a decent job. I don't think they've paid ridiculous money for him. Um, yeah, I think he'll do all right. It's, it's a bit, bit, I don't think there's much risk in there, really. What did they say, 25 million, maybe increasing a bit further? It's, 30, nothing, yeah. it? it's nothing, you know, in, in, in this market. 
Um, and, and Leeds, I, I think they could they could potentially uh, spend big at some point as well. So um, twenty five million for them. So. That's all. Theo Walcott. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's doing all right as well. (laughs) Yeah, for Leeds, yeah, yeah. Like you said, to be fair, he's turned a lot of very average players into very good ones. So Calvin Calvin Phillips were a bottom half Championship player when Biel so took over, and he's just one English player a year. So Mm. you never know. I don't rate James highly. I think they've slightly overpaid for him personally, but you know, depends, doesn't it? Tra- transfers uh, it just depends what what length he's got left on his contract, how much he's getting paid, etc. What his agent wanted, all, all that. Think and you want any marks? They need it shirts. Shouldn't they need shirt number? So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the fee's got to be taken with a little bit of pinch of salt, but I, honestly, I don't think that's too bad. Fair oh, enough. Do you think last year? What do I think? Yeah. I think it's, I, I think it's probably slightly overpaying, but the English transfer market at the Premier League this season is crazy. There's crazy money running about. I think um, we consider Ings went for thirty million. Well, yeah. yeah. This comparisons. Yeah, go on, Wayne. Right, he didn't have long left on his contract, did he? <laughs> no, and, and, he, and he is a bit older as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is a bit older. Mm. Yeah. We're talking bollocks. <laughs> All right, Ronaldo went for twenty. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. It's, uh, yeah, younger players. Uh, what? Because he was he still 23, 24? Like that, yeah. yeah. So sure, you know that that's fine. What they paid for it. They'll be yeah. selling in a few years, fifty million. I've always thought of James. He's very, he's got all these... If it goes for fifty million, it'll only be to fucking Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of good things. I wait, right? Say he's got loads of good things going for him uh, for for him, Dan James. But he always seems a bit stupid. His decision making is is very very bad. It's like an armor triori in that sense. He's got yeah, a lot of pace. Players. Players, players, players. But Bielsa, but Bielsa will help that. I think Bielsa will help that side of his game. Whether he helps it enough, I don't know. But that's that's certainly one of Bielsa's attributes. Is he makes players think differently about the game, which is what maybe Dan James needs. Solskjaer's not nowhere near tactically at uh, Bielsa's level, so that might push him along. We'll have to wait and see. Um, moving away from England, we've got to talk about the big trans- non-transfer story of deadline day uh, before we move on to England. Uh, Kylian Mbappe didn't go to Real Madrid for €220 million. Euros. Um, there's about three or four different angles on this one, uh, Wainwright. It's a lot of money. But PSG didn't need to sell. Why would PSG want to sell, even if he was out of contract in summer? What are your thoughts on the craziness? That would, be, that would be the only reason that they want to sell, because he might go for nothing next year. And you know, if you believe everything you read on Twitter, you shouldn't. Um, he's got a gentleman's agreement that either he'll sign a new contract or he won't go for nothing. Well, that might mean that he, he goes again in, in January. And I think we saw this with Alexis Sanchez a few years back. He he could go in January for a, a real cut price, you know, mm. like if whatever they were offering um, in, 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 in this latest window, it could be, you know, 50 million short of that in, in the next window. But but again, they, they could stay strong and say, right, we're, we're not selling. Um, if, if I was him, of all the years that I'd stay at PSG, it would have been this year. I think they've they've mm. made some cracking signings. How they've made them, I have no idea. You can see 
them falling apart like Barcelona in a few years' time if, if they've not done it all by the book. Um, but if they have, they're building a real super squad there. It's a shame they're just playing farmers week in, week out. And maybe that was <laughs> it. They're just ready for a new challenge. Um, but as I say, if, if, if any year that he was going to stay, I would pick this year to play with the best player in the world and potentially win the Champions League. And he should play his part in that. He shouldn't be a little uh, prima donna and, and look to move on. I don't, I don't think. think he wants to be overshadowed, does he? Which... Is going play, to better, be. play better than you know Messi as good as he is he's he's not what what he was he, even he's had a, a small decline like we just talked about Ronaldo um, he's a young lad Mbappe and and I think uh, well recognised as the potential to be one of the best players in the world go and prove that you are one of the best players in the world and why would you want to go to Real Madrid I know Real Madrid are this fantastic amazingly yeah. big club but right now why would you go there because it would be. It'd be like Messi playing for Rotherham. It'd be just such a good player in a shit team. Well, <laughs> well you know. He's got much better chance of winning something significant at PSG than he has at Real Madrid and all. Much more chance. He has, but you've got the argument of the league that they're playing in again. It's more competitive in La Liga, in it, I suppose. Uh, he's probably going to test himself on a personal level more in La Liga than he is in mm. France. Um I agree with Wayne Wright in that I, if I was him, I would go because they're clearly hanging on to him with the hope that this is the year for Champions League. With what he's talking about in terms of January, I think if they're still in Champions League in January, he won't go. They'll, they'll literally accept that he'll go for nothing in summer. Financially, it's a ridiculous thing to do, but the, the Qatari state, they don't fucking need any money. They've got, you know... <laughs> I don't know how they get around it from a financial fair play point of view, I will say that, but they obviously have ways around it or they wouldn't have paid what they did for Neymar and continue to pay him wages for Neymar and Mbappe, Messi, Donnarumma even, will be on a big Even the show. other lads, yeah. yeah. Um, Ramos. Marquinhos, Ramos, yeah. Well, yeah. So they'll be on silly money on a, on a, and, and, and in France, don't they have the Massive tax, it's massive. So it's like 70%, isn't it? Really, really, yeah. So, yeah. so, they've obviously got a way around it, they don't need the money. So, I think they would be prepared to let him go for nothing. Hmm. Yeah, only club in the world. Well, Man City might be able to turn that money down as well, to be fair. Only two clubs in the world because the state backed effectively. Uh, it sounds crazy, you know. If you if you're a non-football fan and you know nothing and you hear that somebody's turned down 220 million euros, it sounds obscene. But then when you look into it with PSGR and the likes of state backed it, sort of sort of understandable, even if it is still fucking mad. <laughs> um one final transfer more mention is the Emerson Royal transfer from Barcelona to Spurs. And the only reason I want to mention this is because this is the craziest transfer I think I've ever heard. He signed for Barcelona on the first of July for twenty two million and he's now gone to Spurs for twenty two million a month and a half later. Uh, I I don't I, know that. I, I don't get football sometimes. <laughs> Anybody, any I know Barcelona is a shit show, but that is just beyond shit show, isn't it? I think he's just part of the shit show. It's probably to do with with the wages. Mm-hmm. Um, I, who did they've let Griezmann go? <laughs> no, back to Atletico. What? <laughs> for, for not a lot of money as well. And he, well, they, he they paid he, they paid one hundred and twenty. They've got forty back. Yeah. And and I think that's uh, I think he's on loan 
with the option to buy. So mm. I don't think he's actually officially gone. Uh, and they pay five million in the loan, which is quite a, a big loan fee. But it, it just stinks of the Suarez situation when they when they let Suarez go, uh, and then Suarez basically won the league for them. He, he's a sort of player that that really improves teams. He's obviously got history at the club as well. Um, I, I think he'll make a real difference, and and that's a real coup for them um, in in terms of defending that title and and going again. And actually, thirty million for Dan James or forty million for Griezmann. <laughs> they overpaid. They overpaid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, un, unreal. Uh, they, they were they were trying to get rid of just about anybody in the end, weren't they? So they could register Aguero. Mm. Even that Griezmann or Aguero, I, I'm not. I'm not sure really. Aguero's a, a, towards his, the end of his career. Obviously, has been um, that striker who, who has probably outperformed Griezmann in the past. Uh, but right now, he, Aguero's not had two games uh, in, in a mm. row for probably about eighteen months. He's always injured, so. Uh, it just seems a real strange one for me. It's probably a bit of the history. Griezmann's not had the best time at Barcelona, has he really? And he's been second fiddle, hasn't he? But now yeah, he wouldn't yeah. be second fiddle. He'd be main. If you, they could make him the main man, and that's yeah. what I think Griezmann needs that to be main man. But obviously, that's me happening at Atletico, isn't it? I saw I saw a, a tweet earlier, which it was the Barcelona's three record transfers, and it was Griezmann. Dembele and Coutinho, and none of them worked, did they? No. Is Coutinho still there? I've, I've no idea where Coutinho is. Have a look. I didn't know if he's still there. Dembele is still there, isn't he? Do we don't yeah, know that either. I believe, yeah. Um, but the Coutinho one is just, just bonkers. I mean, it was one of them when, when he signed, you thought, how can that go wrong? He absolutely fits the model of, of Barcelona. Yeah. Um, he, he'll slot right in the middle with Messi on the right and whoever it was at the time on, on the left and you'd just think oh it's just a ready-made Barcelona player especially how he played for Liverpool uh, and then the, these price tags you see that that's the problem now if people are going to go and spend 100 million plus on players it, it has to work and it, we've seen it before players They'll perform for a couple of years and then they'll decline. And, and unfortunately, it seems to have happened with a few for Barcelona. Mm. He is still at Barcelona, but he hasn't played wow. since December. They gave up on him quite early, though, didn't they? They chucked him out of loan relatively early. Yeah. And then they beat, then the Bayern who beat him at Champions League. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he really did anything at Bayern either. Not that I follow him. No, that no. He scored against Barcelona. Probably on loan for them. Yeah. I'd love to see anything like that, to be fair. Any other transfers sticking out for you? Uh, Saul yeah, to is. Chelsea's a good one. Saul is a good one. How old is he now, though? I feel like he's been around a while. Okay, he asked me to do a lot tonight. Fucking it, must be, it must be late 20s. I thought that was a done deal for Manchester United. I'm sure they were... They it's were only 26. I think that's a really good bit of business, and I thought he was older than that. I suspect I mean, the Ronaldo he, deals hijacked the Manu to him to Manu. So yeah. I think that probably stopped in its tracks. He improves what they've got in terms of squad player. Uh, is it Kovacic? And I don't know if Barkley's still there as well at the minute at, um, at Chelsea, but obviously he's better than, than those two names. I think he'll find himself on the bench a little bit. Um, yeah. But ah, there's so many games to play. 
yeah. uh, for the Champions League, League Cup, FA Cup. So I, I they got, have they got World Chelsea's, Cup and all this year. I, I, they've got I, I, I can't them. see past Chelsea's squad. Me, I think their squad is really, really strong, and they've not let people go as well. They've not like, yeah. like Dortmund wanted Hudson Odoi. He might not even make bench some weeks, but to have that in reserve, I think I, I think they'll take some stop in Chelsea this year. Yeah, it's keeping them all happy though, I guess. But mm. as long as long as they do that, then you'd have thought Hudson Odoi, if, if he is childhood Chelsea and been there years, mm. you probably are going to keep him happy. Mm. You thought so? Uh, not told you want to mention Berahino. I didn't want to mention Berahino, no. The main transfer I wanted to mention were Santiago Munez signing for uh, Newcastle. Because I thought, well, absolutely brilliant. And Newcastle is proper pissed Newcastle fans off as well, because it's the only signing they've made. Apart <laughs> <laughs> from Will Look. Well, do we know anything about him? I don't even know where he plays, this, this lad. Well, he's, uh, he's a young lad from it. Mexico. He used to play uh, with our shoes on. Come Can't. on, it pissing it down on his trial in Newcastle as well. Can't help but think that they've they signed him or they found this player because of his name rather than his ability. Yeah, yeah. And they've just gone. Listen, there's an opportunity to buy this lad, and, and he's got the same name as the guy in the film. <laughs> you know, what an idea! We'll do it. We might make some money off back in it. Yeah, that, I think that's generally yeah. what they've done. Probably. And, and Steve Bruce, he's just happy to have got somebody. So. <laughs> It's very such a Newcastle. Only Newcastle could do that. Only fucking Newcastle. Um, are we happy to move on from transfers and talk about a bit, a bit of an England chat? Yeah. Um, so there's three games coming up for England. Although I can't see here they are. Got Hungary Thursday night. I think there's Poland and Andorra coming up um, over the next week or so. Uh, any standouts for the Dundee squad? Uh, Patrick Banford has made his de- uh, made his first. Is it his first call up or is it second call up? Second call up. First. If you had that food in your mouth, this would be so much fucking easier. I thought it was his first, but I don't want to confirm. <laughs> <laughs> it's his first. It's his first. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think Odin's think still erect from, from the call. That's why he's not here today. He's still wanking. <laughs> he's still wanking. <laughs> He's earned his choice for him, right? To be fair, he had a very good. Started, I'm not sure he scored this season yet, but he's earned his chance from last season. Scored at weekend. He scored a weekend. He only scored at weekend. He hadn't scored this season. Um, he's earned his chance to, in, in the England squad. To be fair, absolutely. Uh, I think he had a very good year last year. The the only thing that that I don't understand is if he wasn't good enough, um, you know, to make the World Cup squad, why all of a sudden are we putting him in? And you might look to the opposition and go. Well, it's just to try him out, see see what he's all about. But we know what he's all about. We watch it week in, week out. And when the when the World Cup comes along, is he going to get picked? I don't I don't think he is. So then, why are we handing out um, you know in, England caps? It used to be something that that you had to you had to be a top top player, or at the time you had to be a top top player in your country to to get an England cap. And it feels that these days we sort of hand them out willy nilly. And it's not to say that he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be there, but I, I just think that they're probably better players in his position. Um, and w- will he play? That's the other thing. Southgate seems to call up these players, and then they don't actually spend any minutes on the pitch. I can't remember the the uh, the last round of qualifiers for the, for the Euros, or it might even be the World Cup. But he seems to take a, a couple that that never got on the pitch, and you think, what what's all this about? I don't really understand it. I think he'll put him on pitch against Andorra. 
Uh, I think the only oh, yeah. well, yeah, well, yeah, just to keep him a run out and make him feel like his partner just in case we got a long term injury to Harry Kane because he's the only player that plays in a similar style to Kane. I believe nowhere near as good. Yeah. Um, I'm, the only thing that, that surprises me is that he's made the squad and Mason Greenwood hasn't. Yeah, when, I thought it was strange. Greenwood when they're in a, a similar area because for me, the fact that Greenwood hasn't got in when when others have. I mean, like we said, Pat, Patrick Bamford had a brilliant season last season. Is he has a he has earned it in a way. He's earned, he's earned his opportunity. Um, I don't think he's good enough, but we'll see how that pans out. Uh, he'll, he could he could bag a trick against Andorra. It won't make me think any more of him as an England player. Because I could bag three against Andorra. Yeah. Did David, David Nugent get one against Andorra? Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's vying for third or fourth choice striker, isn't he? Because he's never going to, like, it's like you've already mentioned, he's never going to start in front of Kane. And if Kane's not fit, you're going to go Calvert Lewin right now. Yeah. It's just so far down the pecking order. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's pretty pretty similar squad, not all. Just Lingard's got his place back in. Um, That's one. I, I don't understand what he's done in these last three games that he didn't do before the World Cup and why he's back in. Is it just that everybody else is injured? Is it a bigger squad? Is it I was about squad? to look for that. that that's, my, that's because obviously we were reduced in numbers on Euros. My only thought was that there might be 30 there. No. I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't even seen squad actually, so I'm I'm taking your word for it that it's not it's unremarkable. <laughs> uh, there's 26 or 27 players, so it is a slightly bigger squad. Although no, it weren't. It was 26 euros, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did reduce it though, didn't they? And then that's when Lingard and that came out. There was still they, more they, than 20 they just, or 30, yeah. and they reduced it to 27. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And and things with Lingard, they're not going to play this season. The only I'm, game he's going to get is I'm, really dis- I'm really disappointed for him that he's not going to move because he's not going yeah. to get the game time. And man, you that he proved last season that if he could get regular game time, he could easily force his way into contention. But I didn't get that, and and I think as uh, as well for for West Ham's sake, that I don't know if they were backing for him or not, but that have been a really good addition. They've started so well. I think are they up at second or third at the minute? They're unbeaten anyway, and and you just think it'd oh, have been a really good addition there uh, to build on what what they started last season, and they seem to have just picked straight back up, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, they have been. It's good, sort of good to see that teams continuing on that. I'm just going to bring it up. I was talking England squad. I remember about twelve months ago. Yeah, I'm here. About 12 months ago, suggesting that we ought to call Antonio up before he switched his allegiances. And in the meantime, he has. And obviously, he started on fight. Listen, Wayne said I'm, that uh, West Ham should not rely on a player like Mikel Antonio. Yeah, he did. I remember that. <laughs> he's, he's Record from the goal scorer from now. Like, he's turned into such a good player, though. He's like, Wayne Wright will say the same as me. Don't get me wrong, at Wednesday, he was brilliant. By far his best player in League One, by far his best player when we sold him in Championship for 1.5 million. But I never saw him becoming the player he is now. He's, he's, no. he's, he always played at wing for you, didn't he? Generally, he had the odd spurt up front, but he was generally on wing. He's still got that, that bit about him where he's really raw. I remember the, the, the first goal that West Ham scored at the weekend. 
and he, he runs, he checks back on himself and you think, what are you doing? Where are you going? And then all of a sudden he picks out the pass and the ball ends up in the net. You're like, well, you can't really argue with that. You got to get, get results, that's an assist. And then his goal at the weekend, he just smashes the ball. Um, and and uh, you don't get that from many strikers. Maybe Jamie Vardy, the other one, that real like raw, he's not taking too much time over it. He's got his head down, he's smashing the ball. And uh, I, I do really enjoy to see that. I think strikers can be a little bit overtrained and trying to do too much when they get into good situations rather than just putting their head down and, and smashing the ball. The thing is with him as well, he's so much different to anything else in England mm. they've got. The power he, he possesses. And I, I remember at Wednesday when, I, I don't recall him scoring an header, and he's particularly good in air now. Dance moves that he's, that he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, he's he were always powerful, but he's a lot. He seems to be a lot more powerful now than even mm-hmm. he were back then. Uh, yeah, I think oh, right wouldn't have been first choice, but I think we should have given him that one call up at least to. What's the cup for somebody else? Yeah, so that he couldn't <laughs> go and play for somebody else, that he, and he was there as an option for us. I think it would be a very good option. Which nation is he declared for? Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah, they're never going to do anything, are they? They've they, they they called up loads of English people, aren't they, to try and qualify for World Cup? You know, like they did back in nineties. They're trying to get trying to get back to major tournament. You won't remember that. No, all I remember <laughs> is the, the the famous bobsled team. Uh, I have run out of things on my list is there anything else you two would want to cover from last weekend or transfers or anything before we uh, I really want to talk about Wednesday losing to Morecambe (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest I really enjoyed that it was a really frustrating game you know I I thought we were quite good first half uh, in terms of like the football that we played I thought it was the best that I'd seen us so far um, and then the goal just never came. We hit the hit the crossbar in the second half. We hit the post. Lee Gregory had a really good chance after we went one down. That I'd a I'd a fancied him to score. It was sort of on the half turn. You think that's that's the sort of chances that that we signed him to score. And then after they 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 got the goal, they sat in really well. And I used to get so pissed off watching that type of football where a team would snatch a goal and then sit back. But they they did it so well. Um, and I don't think we really looked like scoring after that. I was quite um, impressed yeah. when, when, when we played Morecambe. I, I wasn't. They, they weren't an amazing team. Do not get me wrong, but the way they played against us, I don't think they'll get relegated. This is they've got a lot about mm. them. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Um, I think they're, they're grasping the, the chance of League One if that is a thing uh, <laughs> with, with both hands, really. Um, and the the fellow up front, although I don't think he did particularly much Sopton. in the game against us, he started well. Uh, and if it keeps that up and they've got goals in the tie, then you, you'd fancy them, wouldn't you, to, to stay up, definitely. Mm. Maybe even do a bit more. Actually, why are you asking about one more topic? I didn't watch the game against Morecambe, so I can't really comment other than hearing that we're, we're dominant, we're lost. We did all right. Having now seen a game in the Johnson's Pay Trophy for the first time in quite a long time, <laughs> it's the first time I've seen under-21s teams in the tournament. Like, it were a crap tournament anyway back when we last played in it because nobody were really bothered about it. That's why they put these rules in about certain amount of players have to play. But playing against an under-21s team, it, it's it's going to sound ridiculously arrogant, but those two teams shouldn't have been on the same pitch last night in our, yeah. in our game. They, they, they were... 
it, it felt at any point that if Wednesday put the foot on it, foot accelerator, they could have just scored at will. It yeah. were, were literally men against boys, and I don't see what good that's doing for under twenty ones. Exactly. That can't be a good learning experience for them. Did they, they barely got a touch at ball? It would. I just can't see how that's helping them develop. You have, you have one of two ways, though. You have that, and then over the year we played Man U's under twenty ones, and they would they had they had that Chong playing for them and that Gomez, who are both better than League One. So, and we lost two 0 or whatever it was, something stupid against that. But they're better than us. We were never going to beat that team. So, if you only play Man U or Man City's kids, if they play the better kids, then it's again it's a pointless game because they're always going to win that game. Whereas you played Newcastle, what did you? It's Newcastle under twenty ones. You played their first team, you got a chance of beating them. (laughs) (laughs) You understood the idea about it when they said, "Right, we're going going to do this. We're going to introduce under twenty threes teams into the competition." You think, "All right, that could be good for some of the players." But then, like like Noel's just said, "Who's travelling back up to Newcastle after getting a right spanking thing?" I've got some good experience from this. Yeah. They, they just haven't, have they? If, if anything, it's going to send them the other way. Yeah. Uh, and potentially there's some future stars in there. And they, it's no good coming out of Sheffield and, and, and getting turned over like that. I'm going to say something, and I, 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 it's not something I say very often, but Wayne had a theory about loan, mm. a certain amount of loan players that could be sent to clubs. Yeah. Lower down, that would work much better than the, than that. Under twenty ones, mm. thinking Johnson's paying trophy. Yeah. So, having having a, a an agreed feeder club, for example, mm. that would work much better and integrate yeah. them into a into a football league club. Yeah, it would. Waste of yeah. fucking time, Johnson's paying trophy, unless we win it. <laughs> it's just yeah, they, they won't. They won't, <laughs> <laughs> they won't scrap the idea now because it's subsidised. The Premier League pay a lot of money. For this prize money is baked in with the money that they pay, so it's not going away. This, unfortunately, um, although it is a shame. Look forward but. to collecting that at the end of the season. Then. <laughs> uh, cool. We'll finish up there. We've, uh, as, as you noticed, there's no win, no order. We haven't ruffled on so much. We've got through what we needed to get through. Um, so, thank you all for watching on YouTube if you are, and listening on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you are. Appreciate that as well. We will be back. We will may we will do a similar time next week after the last England game, just so we can get all three England games in that. But that depends on availability. Although we've got Wayne right, we can call on now, so we are much more flexible. We don't have to rely on Wayne being Mister Unreliable or Odin. You did a good job there as well, Wayne. Right, enjoyed that. You sound more posh uh, talking of her this than you are in real life. Yeah, my wife warned me that before I came on. Says you're going to speak normal or in your phone voice. (laughs) Hundred <laughs> percent phone voice. This, yeah. You are, yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll happily have you back on again if you if you are ever free at any point. Cheers, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. And not all. Uh, have you enjoyed your dinner? I've still got six slices of my pizza left. To be honest, where it's gone cold now. I don't know how you're just being <laughs> at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did you take away a shower? I don't just know. Up the Florentinos. Oh, obviously Florentinos. I don't know if I fucking asked. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you all for watching and listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, boys.